This is Belinda, and you are listening to Swear to God. You know, whenever you get to meet someone famous and you've been watching their videos or you've been keeping up with them on TikTok or YouTube or whatever you've been keeping them up on and you finally get to meet them and they're just awful people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I got to meet ex-Roman Empire or Nicholas and he is such a nice person. I know y'all thought that was going to go one type of way, but no, he is such a great guy. I'm so glad he has a platform that he has. He deserves every bit of it, but here's the conversation that we got to have. Enjoy. What's up? What's up? Okay. So where I want to start is the beginning of you. Like how did you find out about everything you went through to how you got to be the person you are on TikTok? Holy cow. That's a, that's a big thing to ju- just jump right into. <laughs> yeah, no, All we're right, jumping so, right in. Okay. So the very beginning, I guess you can say, would have been whenever I first had lost my hair, which was the start of a great and amazing journey to self-love and self-confidence. Now, that was back in second grade. And that was whenever I was at this place. It was called the Learning Schoolhouse. It was a preschool, a preschool, the daycare where you could learn Chinese and you could go and, you know, be kept and all that fun stuff. You but know was, Chinese? I wish I knew Chinese. So we were supposed <laughs> to learn Chinese when we were there. All I remember is having one class. I would say, which apparently means my name is, hi, my name is Nicholas. That's all I learned. I was ah. there for at least over half a year. <laughs> anyway, so being there. And that was whenever my hair started to come out. So I remember that very vividly and looking at myself in these mirrors that were in the back. And that was the first time that like I was having patches all over my head. So anyway, many years of self struggling with self-confidence had ensued all the way up until about seventh grade, whenever I had gotten a wig because I had gotten to the point where I was so insecure, like I had patches on my head, it eventually had fallen all out. I had to shave it off whenever it was in fifth grade. And I didn't let it affect me so much. But by the time I had gotten to seventh grade, that's whenever people started to care, right? That's whenever uh, I actually started to care about relationships and that sort of thing. So I remember it very vividly, too, whenever I was speaking to a girl that I had interest in where she said to me, and I quote, you know, Nico, I really like you, but I think I would just like you more if you had hair. Oh, no. Yeah. And that I remember. What's that girl doing nowadays, though? Yeah, exactly. I don't even know who she is. I hardly even remember her name. Yeah. (laughs) No. But. That ended up really breaking my world, and that's whenever I got a wig. I had worn it for two years, and one day I said, you know what? Screw that. Like, I'm not going to deal with this, and like, you know what? I have an autoimmune disease, alopecia, and that's who I am, and it's made me who I am, and it's made me realize that if somebody has a problem with who I am, then I don't really care because I want to be me. I'm not going to hide myself to fit into this standard of society that I need to have hair and I need to have luscious locks and be pretty. I'm like, you know what? I'm kind, I'm sweet, so, I'm generous, yeah. What color was your wig? 
It was brown. It was like dark brown and you could pick. And like at one point somebody had convinced me when you go to the place to get the wigs, you can, the, it comes really, really long, like all the way down to like my, the, my back long. And at some point, one of my cousins was like, you should get it like, like five seconds of summer hair. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. Worst mistake of my life. Oh my God. I always wanted to have long hair. Like when I'm back then, I I remember seeing long hair on dudes. And I was like, I bet I could pull that off. It, uh, maybe it was partially the wig though. It did look kind of wonky. It was very oh, no. un, it was very unkept, but it was like it was real hair. But I was a little lazy trying to maintain that crap. Yeah, I guess at that age too, it would be like because my kid he has real hair and he doesn't maintain it, and he's like in seventh grade. So <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> so what did what what made you decide to start doing TikToks? So this is where it all ties in, where I knew that I wanted to, for one, just be funny, because that's one thing that I always carried with me, even whenever I was still a little bit insecure about my appearance, was being funny. And I wanted to combine those things with my journey with alopecia to make videos that actually utilize it and show people, hey, that thing that you think is your greatest weakness that somehow you've been programmed to believe is actually your greatest strength and you can use it to your advantage. And it's like, it's the beautiful thing that makes you who you are. Let's make jokes about it. Let's be confident about it. And so in the beginning, my videos, when they started out, it was all about that. It was just about alopecia and making jokes about it. And that's what really had gotten me the basic start. And then whenever it came down to Borbis, then that was like the end all be all. <laughs> It just brought me from like pretty good. How did to that like... start? How did how did that like? It's such an iconic thing now. Like everyone <laughs> at my store, we all say it. I think um, at your I store. Think, yeah, every uh, so I manage a graphic design store, <laughs> and <clears throat> one of my girls came in. You should say hi to Courtney because she's a really big fan. But. <laughs> Hi, Courtney. <laughs> but one of my girls came in. She was like, you have to see this video. Because she kept saying it. And I was like, what are you saying? And she was like, you have to see this video. So that's how I got turned. Like, that's how I found you. Is she was, like, showing me. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And then, like, I watched more videos. And I followed you. And then, like, more and more you showed up on my following page. Because I never watched my For You page all that often. Like, I only watched mm -hmm. my following page. Cause I don't, I don't know why I have no, I have no excuse, honestly. And so he started showing up on my, for, or on my following page. And I was like, yeah, he's funny. He, <laughs> I was like, I, I like him. And so like now it's just something that said in our, in our workspace, just someone will say it just randomly. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> just random boy base echoing throughout the workplace. Yeah, um, at one point in time, it was, like, so when we design on our computers, there's a big TV behind us. Like, mm -hmm. it's, like, I don't know, a 70-inch TV. So the people that we're designing for can see what we're doing on the computer behind us. And um, at one point in time, I walked into work, and it was just written on the big computer. Just <laughs> it is, just written. And I was like, why is that up there? <laughs> I wish I could have seen it. That's too great. I'll start yeah I'll start sending you like pictures and stuff of like what happened because like it's everywhere in our store <laughs> that's too funny um so 
now from the TikTok fandom, like obviously you gained, did you go viral with that specific phrase? Like I assume you did because that's what everyone knows you as, but. It was definitely, I feel like the, the Boris thing was like the biggest thing that ended up taking me higher. But originally the stuff that was going viral before was just bald jokes. And I had bought literally bald caps and other props and things like that. And that's when I started drawing on my face with expo markers and that was actually a pretty big thing in the beginning too i have a painting right in front of me too that was some fan art that somebody did and actually it was of expo markers and expo eraser with boy base on my forehead oh my god so it's a combination of them but yeah definitely boy base was the big thing it was funny now because I, your... I can't even say it normally <laughs> i can't i can't even um what does your parents think they're supportive. They're really proud, believe it or not. Well, <laughs> like my, my mom is incredibly proud of it. My dad, I haven't talked with them much about it. I'm, I'm, but like my mom is, she thinks that it's the funniest thing. She has all the merch. My dad actually has the merch too, which is really funny. And he actually wore it to the airport with my stepmom. I remember seeing a picture on Facebook and they both had their boy shirts and I was like I really hope that they get recognized <laughs> and somebody <laughs> just like sees sees these uh these middle-aged individuals wearing boy shirts that would have made me so happy but Do yeah so you get recognized I have gotten recognized once but that's only because I have been kept in the house so I don't haven't gone out that much of course you know I go get go to get groceries and things like that but I did get recognized one time and that was whenever somebody had invited me out to this event. And that was the first time I had been invited somewhere, actually. Just like it was uh, to this haunted house, which is a creepy hollow, which is a super cool place. And yeah, that was my first time. And when one person recognized me, suddenly several people recognized me because these girls that had originally approached me were freaking out and that was the first time that i had ever experienced that so it was it was very different to say the least yeah. <laughs> i was just like but i was very supportive and what i always like to do and i kind of realized this and i was i thought to myself okay well how do i want to approach this right you know i know how i've always felt welcome whenever just certain people that i'm meeting act and so of course i asked them for their names asked them for like how they are and made conversation versus just like hi take a picture bye it's like i was like no we're gonna have a conversation and i want to respect you and appreciate you for for respecting and appreciating me so i don't know why i get recognized so often i think it might be because like they see my store in the background and so they know mm -hmm. where i work because it's usually i get recognized at my work <clears throat> but i'm sorry i drank coffee this morning and like i put milk in it and i don't know <laughs> but it's made me all flimmy feeling and i'm like that's just such a bad idea <laughs> like but well, you um, don't normally put milk no, I do, but I don't normally, like, have a podcast right after. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what the effects of the milk are until I... Oh, no, it makes you, like, I don't know, it makes your... Uh, this is going to sound gross. It makes your throat mucus all, like, thick. I don't know. <laughs> Tasty. <laughs> so, anyway... <laughs> God, my face got really too, red. Okay. I'm like, my if throat mucus. I'm flimmy. Yeah. So, um, no, I, I have people recognize, come in my store and they recognize me all the time. And, um, it's so funny cause I get verbal diarrhea 
Like, literally, as soon as I realized you recognized me from TikTok, I don't want there to be an awkward silence, and I don't want you to feel like that I wasn't nice or that I wasn't talking to you or whatever. <laughs> so then it's just, like, me talking until I run out of breath. <laughs> Hopefully with no phlegm. Hopefully with no phlegm, no. I just... <laughs> But I do. I just talk until I run out of breath because the, there's this one girl that comes in and asks me about my cat that I rescued. And so, like, um, she's like, so how's Fetty? And at first, like, I was confused as to how she knew that I had adopted a cat. So I adopted this cat. My husband was work was at work one day and someone mm-hmm. threw a cat while they were driving down the road in front of his work. And it, like, hit his little eye on oh. the asphalt and it, like, messed up his eye real bad and everything. And so he brought him home, and I named him Fetty Wap. <laughs> Amazing. And now I call him Fatty Wap because he's, like, fat as heck. That's amazing. He's not even a year old, and he's, like, just a chunker, man. But <laughs> Absolute chunk. Yeah, but so they came in and asked me about it, and I looked at them like they were crazy at first. And then she was like, I saw him on your TikTok. And then I just went in, and I was like, oh, yeah. Blah 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 blah. Just blah blah blah. blah. Just <laughs> vomited words, man. <laughs> do you do you have any recollection of the things that you say? Usually, I I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> to be fair, though, I mean that's how my life is normally. <clears throat> like I don't know if I have a filter. I am the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. I'm the worst. Like I'm the spontaneous that whenever they introduce me to people, they number one, they're like, you have to excuse her face because she's gonna look at you like you're stupid, but she's trying to she's just trying to understand. And I make direct eye contact with people, and for some reason that's intimidating. So like (laughs) like I'll look at you in your eyes when you're talking to me, and that freaks people out. (laughs) I don't know. I just want them to know that I'm trying to listen. The rules of conversation is like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. That's funny. But, no, people are really not. I had two teenage girls come in and want pictures with me. That was fun. Oh. Yeah, I don't That's think so my sweet. content is really for teenage girls, but it was really sweet that they came they were just but hey there you go you never know yeah i felt oh real God, bad like the mom brought them in and everything and i was like i talk about toilet paper on my butthole like and <laughs> that's freaking beautiful that's also reminds me of like me saying stuff about boy base and then i have mothers who are like my seven-year-old son with alopecia watches your videos and they basically changed his life and i'm like my my boyfriend changed his life. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, what is your sign? Because you're so outgoing and talkative. I just can I guess first before you tell me. All right. Uh. So, I want to say maybe Gemini, or Bro, I hate I hate you. Why? I hate you because I am so anti-astrology, yet people who were like, I'm going to guess your sign, always seem to know what other people's signs are. Like, yes, I'm a Gemini. You are a Gemini? Yes. <laughs> See, it bothers me because I'm just like, no, 
there's some dude at a desk writing all of this crap. The person who wrote the Gemini horoscope told me I wasn't a self-starter. And I was going to prove it wrong, and I did. Yeah, no, you're totally a Gemini. That's so funny. That's so, I was like, I was going to say either a Gemini or a Leo, because I'm a Leo. <clears throat> but uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my that's, that's so funny. You're like, I hate astrology. And then I'm like, you're just a Gemini. <laughs> I'm like, how could how could you put a label on me? I can't be controlled by the stars. <laughs> and yet, and yet you are. <laughs> no. <laughs> it must be because I'm in retrograde. <laughs> I don't believe I don't know if I believe in retrograde. I don't know. I don't know if I believe in all that, but I definitely can pick out a personality. It's very strange. <laughs> what a concept. That's that's a talent. It's a true talent. <laughs> See, I just classify people into these categories that I have established in my head, and that's my method. But maybe, just maybe, I have all these categories, and they just so happen to align with all of the, the 12, or the 12, I don't even know how many it is, the different the signs. You were right. The 12 different signs that are there. Maybe it's 12 personalities, and I don't know it. Have you taken, I just had to reinvent the wheel. Have you taken the 16 personality test? I think so i know there was one that i took where you were assigned a number okay no that's the anagram test oh yeah anagram yeah no you need to take the 16 personality test um i had to take it for high school actually like whenever you go into college or whatever like my high school made me take the 16 personality test to see like they wanted to see what personality type that my I fit best into or you know what my personality type was to tell me like what career paths would fit best with my personality type interesting yeah it's free online it's fun but yeah I had to take it in high school I got maybe I'll check it out which means that I abide by like rules I set for myself and others <laughs> Basically. nice I don't know well, that's a good quality I guess <laughs> I guess. I don't know if rule. Maybe. I don't know if rule abiding is a great quality. I feel like people that like break the rules or break like society standards or break things like that are like very iconic people. You know what I mean? Like I don't think Steve Jobs was over here listening to the rules. Like <laughs> you know. I mean, if it's rules that you set for yourself, then it could be that you set a rule that isn't something that goes with society standards right because that's what you that's said that's fair that's fair but yeah it's usually it's See, you like, get to decide yeah you decide your rules i decide my rules but yeah i'm very uh and i don't know i'm very logical i guess i'm not very emotional at all <laughs> i feel that too well i'm a mix of both i'm definitely a mix of both yeah no. I also try to rationalize in the irrational world, but don't we all? So how have you taken your platform now and what have you done with it? Like the platform that you have. I can't say that I've done anything with my platform, but I don't have one that is like based around a, a thing that <laughs> that I have. <laughs> but you Throw do. the paper in my butthole. <laughs> so basically... What I have been able to do now is, and this is something that I'd always wanted to do for many, many years, ever since I really gained the confidence with alopecia, 
And that was to make a program where people can join with alopecia and, uh, as a support group. So we currently hit over 300 members. And mind you, this, this is a rare disease in the first place, which is a one in 100,000 chance to even find a person with it. So to have 300 members. Is it is, genetic or is it like, no? Possibly. I think that it is, but there's still not enough research to back it because it's still so new. It's possibly genetic. I've heard lots of different instances from like anecdotes. My grandpa had it. Other people have had it. And so speaking of which though, like with that, with the group, we have weekly meetings. We have a weekly newsletter. Literally we are meeting today. And we just, I just did one of my first major uses of the platform on Instagram and on TikTok and recruited people. And now mind you, this was impressive to me and this baffled me. I was, I was so excited. This is a rare disease, so it's hard to find people who have it. And literally, I went on there and made one post on TikTok and Instagram. And mind you, one in a hundred thousand chance of somebody to even have this in the first place. After one post in one day, we had ninety form submissions. Wow! Which is a ninety and nine million chance of that even occurring which is freaking crazy wow that i mean that is crazy but i mean your platform is so big like i mean even though like i think you have what three million followers right now Mm -hmm. like that that is that is huge but i want to say that even like people that aren't following you know your platform you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like I think it's so great that you've been able to bring light to something that like only one in that many people have that, you know, cause nobody else is really talking about it. Nobody else, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I am not informed. <clears throat> I do not understand. And so like, there's so many different things that you're not just your comedic talent, but like your information and stuff is so helpful for people to understand, not just people that have it, but people that don't people you know that are like living near someone that has it or you know things like that because like Mm -hmm. someone different is scary and I always say that you know scared fear stems you know hate always stems from fear and you know when people don't understand something or something like that people treat you differently and so Mm -hmm. I mean I'm sure you you know growing up you were treated differently that girl was mean to you that's awful (laughs) Mm-hmm. like and so it's good for people to be able to understand because I feel like the more you understand about something the less the less you're scared of it or the less you know the less you disdain it or the less you don't like it or whatever I feel for like sure. I feel like you have the ability to bring like so many people closer and so many people to be able to relate and things like that to where I mean I don't know you have a great personality like to be able to do oh, it I feel you. like no I'm serious I feel like once quarantine is over once COVID is over everything like that I'm sure like I could see you being booked for schools or being booked you know for hospitals or being booked you know you know where you mm-hmm. can just share that that personality that huge personality you have <laughs> so I was just wondering what Thank you were you. doing with it, it. <laughs> because the plan is no go ahead I was going to say the plan is too. I know the moment that COVID is no longer an issue and we're able to go out again, I definitely want to take back the stage and be able to go and speak on this and speak on confidence and speak on self-love. Because the biggest part of it too was really understanding that 
what I what I'm happy to teach and what means the world to me to help people with, which is loving themselves and being confident. It's not exclusive to alopecia. And I was talking to one of my coaches, which is the team of like the administrators. And I was talking with him. I was like, in a way that you, we can put it, if it's kind of like, I was funny because I was watching, if you know, the Divergent series. Yeah, no, I've read the books and watched the, in the books. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, so, so I said, if, the, if, if, and of course, fact and system, fact and system, not a very good thing, right? But so this is how I explain it because I just watched Divergent and I was just thinking about this. I was like, in a way, kind of what we did here is we, the alopecians, if we were a faction, were the ones that manufactured this serum for confidence. We figured out a way to teach people now to make this serum to give themselves confidence because it's a teachable skill. And I know some people will fight me on that. I'm like, well, the sooner that you believe that confidence is a teachable skill, the sooner that it will be true for you. And I'm living proof of that with all the people that I've been able to help the people who will tell me that I was able to help them, which means the freaking world to me, say that I'm able to help somebody with their quality of life. So in a way we have now, I now teach it to other people who can then teach it to other people. And it makes this massive ripple of just people loving themselves and living more fulfilled lives. And it's like, that's the most rewarding thing to know that from this, that I was able to help people to, for one, love themselves, but it's a ripple effect too in their own lives. It's, it's the ripple of people being confident and helping other people be confident. But when you're confident, you make better decisions for yourself. You are more inclined to be in a career that you love and to do things that you love and just feel secure and happy every single day. And it's like, I think everybody deserves to have a good and happy life and just to love themselves because we get so brainwashed by so much that's in society to believe that we don't deserve certain things or we get lost and sidetracked by what materialism or whatever it may be. And we think that we have to get these things in order to be happy. And it's like, look, if you just accept your situation and accept and love yourself, it, it just opens up so many more doors to you. And it's so extensive. Like if I was to have a conversation with you about that alone, this this conversation would probably last like six hours. No, I, there's so no, much no, no. To, there's so much to unpack in this bag. <laughs> I feel like I feel like me and you have had discussions like throughout the time that we've like became friends. We became friends in a short amount of time, but I feel like we've had such like good discussions about like loving yourself and about like loving what you're doing and loving you know loving just you know everything mm -hmm. and it is I mean even with you even with me and I feel like I am one of the most confident people I know I am my biggest fan like yeah. <laughs> like I am my biggest fan love I love myself <laughs> but at the end of the day it's still a challenge to like decide on if you're doing something because you want someone else to love you or if you're doing something because you want you to love you you know what I mean exactly at the end of the day it's always like am I doing this to please someone else or am I doing this to please me and it's not selfish I feel like it's not selfish to choose yourself first like I always tell people that I'm like I love myself more than I love anyone else and because I love myself most I'm going to make sure that other people treat me fair I'm going to make sure you know that I and getting the things that I feel like I need and all that stuff because like I feel like if I put someone else first like if I put my husband first if someone put their boyfriend first or something like that and they treated they treated them unfairly because they loved them more they let them do that and I was like mm -hmm. I'm not letting I'm not letting people mistreat me I'm not letting you know this happen I am taking care of myself in a way that makes me happy and you know things like I 
I feel like people get so filled with anxiety about like what other people are thinking of them or, and my grandmother, I mean, I was raised by my grandparents and my grandmother always told me that someone's opinion of me is none of my business. <laughs> That's what she always told me. Mm-hmm. She'd always be like, someone else's opinion of you is none of your business. Don't worry about it. Like, just, just do you. It's so true. It's so true. Of course, it's a lot to hear. You're just like, stop caring what other people think pretty much. You're like, huh? Yeah. Or she would tell me, she'd always be like, you could be the prettiest, juiciest peach at the farmer's market, <laughs> and somebody ain't going to like peaches, Belinda. She's like, you can't help it that they have bad taste. Like, you can't, you can't help it. That's they so just, true. They just don't like peaches. That's so true. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty good peach. You're right, Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> that's a beautiful analogy. Yeah. I love your grandma for that. Yeah, no, that's what she'd tell me. And then she told me that I needed to wear high heels because it made my, my peach bit bigger. <laughs> you know? Oh, thanks, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, growing up, growing up when my husband first met me, because I don't know if you know this about me, but I got married when I was 15. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. No. Yeah, I've been Amazing. married like forever. I've Good been married my whole life. <laughs> Good for you. It was my first kiss when I was 12. That's a whole other story. It's on, it's, it's on this podcast somewhere. Like... <laughs> but um my when he when we first started dating like when I was 15 I didn't own any other pairs of shoes except for high heels I only owned high heels and one pair of shoes I wore to school (laughs) and now I don't wear any high heels and my grandmother is so disappointed (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing I can still run really good at them though like in a high heel? Yes. Are you training for the high heel Olympics? You? I maybe. May I don't know. I mean, it's a talent. I'm, I'm guessing. That really is a talent. I feel like. <clears throat> oh my goodness! New TikTok idea: get ten men who have never worn high heels and get them to race in high heels around a track. We could just get you in high heels. <laughs> All right. I, you know what? Hey, I already got some friends who are going to put me in drag. Really. I yeah, mean, we're gonna, you we're have gonna the do perfect that soon. canvas. There's no hair. So, like, exactly. you can draw on it real well. Mm-hmm. And I've done it before, though I want to do it again because these, the theater homies that I'll be with, know very much about drag makeup. So, I'm so ready for it. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's so that's gonna be so funny. I'm excited. I'm excited to see it honestly. Cause I was thinking we'll put the other a persona day, together. I was telling I was telling one of my friends that I was going to be talking to you. And she said, ask him if he's ever drawn on his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if that would be hard because there's no like line to go. Like i I draw on my eyebrows and I have hair there. <laughs> kind of is, yeah. <clears throat> the only times that I have drawn them on. Has literally been with that expo marker. No, you should you should really <laughs> try. <laughs> I feel like it would be so hard too, though. I mean, I have the brow muscle there, so if I like, you know, try to flex them up and down, I can kind of see it. But that's the thing is only when I'm flexing it. But you can't put it on when you're flexing your brow. Do you have any weird talents? Like, do you have any like body talents? I know that sounds weird, but I spent like body a, talents. Yeah, I spent like I a mean, whole yeah. For summer. me, it's growing no puebe. <laughs> I spent a whole summer learning how to just raise one eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you for that. I feel like 
I know I can. Wait, do you mean like you you can't? The other one doesn't move at all. Yeah, or? no, the other one doesn't move at all. That's that's a wicked that's wicked wicked talent. I mean, one of the things I kind of can do is wiggle my ears, but you have to look very closely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I spent that's a whole. Sem- I stared at myself in the mirror the whole summer because <laughs> I saw this girl that I thought was really pretty just like raise one eyebrow like you know in skepticism or whatever and I was like oh my god that's so attractive I want to learn how to do it so (laughs) I'm 12 years old sitting in my sitting in my room all summer staring at myself in the mirror and I'm like move your eyebrow upwards just the one (laughs) so what have you used it to help you with oh it's it's great for facial expression I just use it all the time now it's like (laughs) I don't even notice that I'm doing it anymore. <laughs> no, see, I thought that that would be just fantastic for bribes. If you're just like, hey, so like, say you go to the drive-thru or something like that, or you're going to, to McDonald's, you just hop in there, you know, you get yourself a burger, you didn't really want any fries, but you're just like, hey, can you want to slide me a bag of small fries for free? And they're like, no, why would I do that for you? You just stare at them right in the eyes and slowly raise one eyebrow. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yes, ma'am. All right, there you go. That's funny. <laughs> Woo! I'm getting hot in here. <clears throat> no, oh, I, just, I just remember seeing a girl do it, and I thought it was, like, so attractive. I was like, I have to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's funny because I've never been one of those girls that like has tried to compete with other girls again because I love myself so much I'm like I there's no competition I'm the best But, (laughs) but um I've always been one of those girls that are like okay you are something like you have something that I find attractive or that I find that I want or something like that I've never been jealous I've always Mm -hmm. been show me how to get it show me what to do because like growing up I've always had this thing and I don't know where I got it from I honestly think I got it from my soccer coach that I had a crush on when I was like seven he was so good looking Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I think he told me that if you want it you can have it I think that's what he used to say is if you want it you can get it like right now today if I wanted to be a surgeon it would be really hard for me to do that at at this point time of my life but but you could I could if I wanted it you know if I wanted enough I can't Mm -hmm. I you know I could work towards that I could go to college I could you know work towards you know that career and become sir I might be a lot older than (laughs) than all the other surgeons that are graduating or whatever but if I want it I can I mean I can work for it I can work to get it and so like I've always thought about that when I saw something someone else had that I wanted it wasn't necessarily, mm-hmm. oh, man, I'm jealous that you have that. It was, if I want it, I could get it. If I, I, mm-hmm. I could hustle for it, I could do it. And also, I think you can take little pieces of things for yourself where it's like, I know that's one of the things that I do, too. If I see something that I really like or somebody has a piece of wisdom, then I'm like, all right, snatch that. Now it's part of my brain, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously. which I know has helped me in some ways, in a lot of ways too. I mean, to not, even especially with certain instances where I mean, one of the greatest lessons that we can learn is to sometimes, if somebody teaches you a practical lesson or a practical thought, maybe sometimes, sometimes, don't go learn the lesson yourself. Don't reinvent the wheel and regret it, like what they're saying. Actually, take their advice and 
and be good at in- incorporating it into your own life. Yeah, I try to teach my son that the worst thing a girl can tell him is no. Because, <laughs> like, he's 12 and he's, like, you know, he's starting to like girls and things like that. Mm-hmm. I saw this girl the other day. I was like, you should go tell her. Because I think he said something about something. I was like, you should go tell her. And he looks at me. He's like, mom, no. And I was like, what? <laughs> the worst thing she could say is, like, go away. And then you just go away. But, like, mm-hmm. maybe she doesn't say that. Maybe she says exactly. thank you and you talk to her. I was like, but if you don't go and you don't go say anything, there'll never be that option. It's always just go away. I was like, exactly. you were I was like, you were going away anyway. So she doesn't like, like the worst she can say is no. Like, exactly. Just go do it. Go shoot your shot. Like, I don't know. I guess that's like I wrote a book. And I sent it off to a whole bunch of agents and stuff. And I actually got an agent for a smidge of time. And, like, then the agent shopped it around to publishers. And it was, like, too crowded of a genre is what the publisher said. And so I honestly, I took the hit pretty hard. I collected the virtual dust on my book. And I started writing another one that I wasn't thrilled about because I was so invested in the one that I had written and it wasn't a success. And so like, I haven't wrote in like, I don't know, eight years, but I found that book on my laptop and I was like, why do I just, why don't I just publish it myself? Exactly. Like, it's not doing anything. Yeah. It's just sitting there. It could be being read by people, or mm-hmm. it could not be. And I was like, I've already been told no by everybody, so it doesn't really... I'm just going to tell myself yes. So that's what I did. I just published it myself. I just put it out there myself. And I mean, I've gotten, a, I've gotten a few sales and stuff, and I'm not mad about it or anything. It's not like, oh my god, this was a bestseller or anything. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I got told no by enough people that I told myself yes I was like it's fine I'll just do it I just do it myself and so I don't know I feel like if you're going to be confident in today's society you have to be okay with being told no oh yeah that's for sure like and it's especially it's the retaliation against the no and what you decide to do with it it's like you definitely will I already can guarantee it to a lot of people (laughs) like if I if I said no, or if I let the no's get to me, especially where it was like I almost handed myself the no, because I had to leave a situation that I thought was going to be fantastic, uh, I then, it was like that no was the, as you can say, it was it was the event that started the chain reaction that led me to having my next great breakthrough and doing the greatest thing that I ever thought. So yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, if you can't be resilient to no, it's like, it's tough. But if you can be, and you can, you can go further and you can be like, you know what, if you say no to me, I don't care. Like literally my mindset is I will make it work. And and that's always been it is I will make it work no matter what. And it's kind of like what you're saying with your coach. Just like, if you want it, you can get it. I'm like, dude, I literally can and will do anything because if i want it bad enough it doesn't matter how many times you tell me no i will find a way to make you say yes or i will find a way to do it that doesn't require you to say yes i will get it done because i want it bad enough and that's where i get to this other thought 
where I've heard this is usually older individuals who will tell me. And it's funny because I've talked to some that have, and this has actually pissed them off where they get mad at me. And I'm like, and I'm like, Hey man, I'm just spitting facts here. Like you can get mad at me all you want where I talk about if you want something bad enough, like, like, okay, so backup plan, obviously not a bad idea to have a backup plan, but I say to them, I'm like, okay, if you fall to your backup plan, that means that you didn't want your goal bad enough. And I taught, had a conversation with somebody specifically, and I remember, and they were like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, you should never quit. Like, if I want something bad enough, I'm going to stop enough and to get it. And, and she, when she was saying to me, she said, oh, well, you should, I know whenever I would go to my backup plan, because, you know, that's why it's there. There's, set, there's a set amount of time. And I think, what? Like, you can't quantify how long it should take for you to be like, I'm sorry, you're like, what, three and a half years is that only is enough time for my dreams can't do it in three and a half, I'm just gonna give up and freaking hate my life. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. So I told her and I said, if you gave up, that means you didn't want it bad enough. I said, I will stop at nothing. And that is why I'm going to get everything that I want. Because I'm not gonna quit. It's like, in, in the one of the most cliche examples Edison would not have made the light bulb. I was thinking quit. of the light bulb. I was thinking exactly. of the light bulb. It's been so many things. It's like, what? Edison would have been like, try 153 and a half. It didn't work. Guess we're going to live in the dark. <laughs> no, I was thinking about that light bulb because like when they ask you, you know, I whenever they asked him, you know, why didn't he give up or whatever? He's like, I just learned, uh, you know, however many ways to not make a light bulb. <laughs> exactly. Like, I just, I just learned how not to do it until I figured out how to do it. Exactly. My man Edison not only brought us the light, but he was just a brilliant man in terms of being a visionary and never giving up. What a man. Yeah. He wanted it bad enough. That's for sure. He was like, I'm tired mm -hmm. of the dark. <laughs> You're <laughs> he's like I'm over here I'm just trying to have a nice evening and I can't read my book I don't know why Edison would be country but he is in this example I feel like he's totally country <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to read I'm trying to read three Billy Goats graph at night and I can't see nothing I don't know if that was a book then but we're, we're going to pretend it was <laughs> it's so funny um, someone told me the other day they were like um, on, my, on one of my TikToks they were like I love your accent and I was like my accent I don't feel like I have one and they're like no it's definitely like New York or like New Jersey what? and I was like um ma'am I live in Mississippi what? who said this to you I don't know just a random like it was in my comments and they're like I love your accent and I was like I didn't know I had one <laughs> like I don't feel like I have one here but like obviously when I talk to other people they say I do or I'll use words like so I've lived in St. Louis, Missouri. I've lived in Miami. I've lived in New Orleans. And I've lived here in Tupelo, Mississippi. And by by far, I have taken words from every single place that I've lived in. And mm -hmm. so, like, the other day, well, it wasn't the other day. It was, like, year before last. It was 2019 when COVID didn't exist. I was at my cousin's house in St. Louis, Missouri. And mm -hmm. I heard something outside. And I said, what's that racket? And he looks at me. And he's like, what? I was like, that racket outside. And he looks. <laughs> he looks outside. He's like, I don't see any rackets. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, the noise. What was the noise? And he was like, oh, I was looking for, like, a tennis racket or something. 
That's so funny. But like, I I don't think that I like sound country or anything until I say something super country, like I reckon or y'all or. <laughs> I feel like we don't even let because I say the same thing. I say y'all, but I don't sound country until. Where are you from? Until I say y'all, I'm from Texas, so. No, you definitely don't. You definitely don't. Really, y'all. Yeah. That's so funny. I know my husband sounds like Boomhauer from King of the Hill, though. So <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. You see, I know people here too. So we got and now. It makes me curious if you've ever had this one, which is fixing. Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, we're fixing to go to the movies and a little bit and all that. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. We say fixing. We're fixing to do something. Or do y'all say okay? So whenever we don't hear something or whatever or whatever, we'll say do what? Like that's what Do <laughs> Not so much. I've heard people say that, but I'm usually just go, huh? No, we say do what? And like I'll say that and I'll say something I'll say that to people that don't live around here. And they're like, I didn't ask you to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I mean, what did you say? <laughs> But that's I didn't so know great. that that was like a Mississippi phrase. Do what? That's so great. You really never realize how many phrases are a phrase of only your state or like region until you go somewhere else and you're like, oh, y'all don't say that here. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so- I didn't. Have you lived in Texas your whole life? Uh, I lived in Vegas for some time and that was for some some cool, amazing business stuff. But at least... The cool thing is, on top of that, I have traveled to lots of different places over the world, which I'm a huge advocate for travel. I feel like it shapes you, which has been nice to go around and meet different people from all over the world. And the funniest thing, and on the topic of accents, let me tell you what, let me tell you what, is whenever you go to any, like almost every country that I've been to, where you, when you tell them that you live in Texas and they always pick it out after we say something country, right? Like y'all, they're like, do you ride a horse to work every single day? <laughs> no. Like, oh. <laughs> what is your notion of Texas? <laughs> That's funny. Oh my, they ask you if you rode a horse. Are you every Amish? Place. Texans are is- Amish? <laughs> Texans are Amish, but this is the funny thing too. You'd be like, "Oh, well, no, he just means one place." I'm like, "No, I have been to like Puerto Rico, or we go to España, or we go to uh, Czech Republic, and or go to wherever else in the world." Everybody asks the same freaking question about the horse. I don't know. Every time I meet someone from the UK, I ask them if they've tried ranch. They've tried ranch. They don't have ranch over there. They don't have a. Did you not know that? I don't know if I'm going to like the UK anymore now. <laughs> they don't have ranch. And so someone... Maybe you I should bring some. I used to work at a restaurant. I was a manager at a restaurant for a couple of years or whatever, but I also like served and bartended and stuff while I was there. It was mm-hmm. a very... I did it all. <laughs> and so... Amazing. Um, so Tupelo, Mississippi is Elvis's birthplace. And so people come here before they go to Graceland, usually. Mm-hmm. For like the death, the anniversary of the death, or his birthday, or whatever, people always come here, and um, they visit his house that his father built, 
and then it got repoed because he or he went to jail his father went to jail because he wrote a fraudulent two dollar check i know so much elvis facts from working <laughs> at a restaurant near the birthplace that's amazing but and then it got repossessed and his family had to move to memphis that that's basically what happened but um I have so many people from the UK come over to see the birthplace and it's literally a two two room shack. It's a two room shack and all of the like furniture and fixins that they have in the house were from the error. They weren't from Elvis. So you're just looking at old people's stuff <laughs> basically what? in Elvis's old house. I don't know. It's crazy. And then they have Charming. the church. Then they have the church that he went to also there. And then they, (laughs) this is awful. They reenacted a church service that you can pay to see what it would been like if Elvis was going to church there. It's like a green screen or a holographic thing. I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) And then they have an Elvis reenacting like from when he was born in Tupelo to when he moved to Memphis movie that shows at the birthplace too that you could watch for free and they have an Elvis museum that you can walk through I don't know if it costs money I don't remember I just know that I had to go every like I had to go twice a year to be retaught Elvis stuff for the Elvis fest the the death day and the the birthday because we have Elvis fest too mm-hmm. and Elvis so, fest. yes and people everyone dresses up like Elvis and then Amazing. they have Elvis dress up impersonating competitions. Wow, what a concept! That's freaking beautiful. Yeah. You know, funny, funny story is my my mom is a very big fan of Elvis, and so I've listened to some of his stuff, and I do like his stuff, and I do want to get more into Elvis. But she actually tried to have my sister on Elvis's birthday. Oh my gosh! Literally, get this. Missed it by 12 minutes. Oh my gosh. Exactly. And so, yeah, on this year or two, on my sister's birthday, she still got dressed up as Elvis, my mom did, and came downstairs and was like singing to my sister as Elvis and then handed her her birthday card. And it was Is your mom poetry. white? No, she's Indian. Oh, that's even funnier. <laughs> I was like, that's some white people shit, but no. <laughs> That's Americanized Indian people shit. There we go. <laughs> it was very beautiful. Well, I mean, you could totally bring her to my town and she could see his little house. <laughs> oh, yeah, but she would love that. She would eat that shit up. Yeah, no. I would, I'll take you all on a tour. It, it would be fine. <laughs> I'll take you on an Elvis tour. <laughs> and you'll know all the interesting facts, like literally. Yeah, I know all of the facts. <laughs> We get a celebrity tour. A celebrity tells us about a celebrity. Yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely, no, but not um, the amazing Belinda. <laughs> but yeah, so a lot of UK people came, and they would always ask me, "What does ranch taste like?" And I'm like, "Spicy mayonnaise." <laughs> it's like mayonnaise with some extra flavor in. I don't. I don't the hell? How do you describe ranch to anybody? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's, it's herb mayonnaise. <laughs> herb mayonnaise. 
I feel like that's so hard to make a sales pitch on that. Like, imagine if you you try to go to the UK and sell them on mayonnaise, and the best you could come is it's herb mayonnaise. <laughs> but uh, I didn't I didn't know how to explain it, and so like one time someone asked me what it tastes like, and I was like, well, it's like American queso, and they're like, what is queso? And I was like, oh my, <laughs> they just we just put it on everything, like. <laughs> I just got so lost. That's so funny. Yeah, I, yeah didn't I, was know, in, I, I didn't know how to explain it. I was envisioning, too, that you were literally going to, like, you were saying since they didn't have ranch in the UK, that you were going to go up to UK and, like, you go to a little, a nice little place to eat, a nice little restaurant. You come in there with a trench coat and you go up to people and be like, hey, you read, you read ranch? Like, Sorry, what's that? And you're just like, you pull up in your trench coat and you got like these massive bottles of ranch and it's like a dollar fifty. I'll give it to you. I got the Hidden Valley one. <laughs> I got the craft. I even got sour cream and onion in here. Don't, don't even make that one in the U.S. I got the nasty Chick Fil A packet ranch. <laughs> oh my gosh! Ew! Ew! I don't know why their ranch is so bad. They did something wrong with it. Maybe it's made of freaking chicken or something like that. Wouldn't that make it better? Wouldn't chicken ranch be great? I don't I don't know. I think it's because I I mean, I know that the Chick-fil-A chicken is better because they marinate in, in pickle juice, but maybe oh. I don't know, maybe they just don't put any dill in their ranch because they're putting it in their chicken. I have no clue. They ran out. They're <laughs> trying to conserve <laughs> their supply. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I, I love that your mom loves Elvis. That's so funny. I can't stand him just because, just because like he's he's everywhere. You can't go to a restaurant that without a sense. picture of Elvis. One time when I first moved here, there's a picture of Elvis in the Mexican restaurant, and I thought it was Bruno Mars because <laughs> it was like a painting. I was like, why is like, Bruno so Mars hanging in here? And they're like, it's Elvis. I was like, it's even worse. Why is Elvis in? It's <laughs> even worse. Why is he in here? Don't sleep on my boy Bruno. (laughs) I did. I thought it was Bruno Mars. (laughs) Poor Bruno. (laughs) Hey, Bruno Mars too. I'm going to tell you, I made this analogy before and I I have yet to receive hate on it. Maybe Maybe it'll be the first. I was like, Bruno Mars is our modern day Michael Jackson. Ooh, I mean, that's not, that's not wrong. I feel that. I love Bruno Mars. I would Bruno's leave my husband fantastic. for him as long as he sang the whole time. If he stopped singing and he started talking to me, I'd be like, all right, I got to go. I'm going back. But... <laughs> all right, see you later, man. <laughs> but if he sang his words to me, I would be fine. <laughs> We'd be the same height, <laughs> but it would be fine. Wait, how tall is Bruno? He's five foot six. What? Yeah. Wait. Okay, my question to you, too, is when did you Google this? <laughs> how tall is Bruno Mars? <laughs> I needed to know. It was it was imperative information. <laughs> you were really planning this out. You were like, okay, so if he sings to me, okay, we're gonna make this plan. I don't know the height at least. <laughs> no, I think he was standing next to someone and he looked short, and I was like, how tall is he? <laughs> Which honestly, like height does not bother me. You don't have to be a certain height. Like mm-hmm. I, you could be shorter than me. When I was in high school and middle school, I liked short boys. <laughs> Makes sense. Did you ever hear though about like 
Tom Cruise on the sets of some of his movies, how they actually have him stand on like a little booster stool? No. To make him look taller next to certain people? Oh, no. <laughs> it's a real thing. I don't, Tom Cruise's teeth bother me. I can't watch him. Oh, his center stage tooth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that, that baffles me that that's even a thing. Yeah, no, his center tooth. I can't. I'm like, readjust your jaw. I don't. <laughs> readjust your <laughs> Just grab it, pull it out of your mouth, and then. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, but it does bother me. I don't know why. I just, <laughs> I don't like Tom Cruise. I wish I did. I wish I did. I don't, I don't. He's too manic. <laughs> I'm man, too. Also, that Scientology business. What's all that about? Yeah, no, there's a lot of, like, male actors that I don't really care for. It's kind of sad. <sighs> That's fair enough. <laughs> Did you know a weird thing, too? Apparently, I didn't know this until I was over in L.A., but there's this uh, popular app that people will use to get gigs whenever they're over in L.A., and they actually had to release warnings on this app, and it's a trusted app. It's a very, uh, I forget the word. It's a very prestigious app. Everybody knows and generally trusts it. But they had to disclose that there were some people recruiting who gave promising gigs and were like paying and they're like, come over here. Though, lo and behold, these were actually Scientologists trying to recruit young people to come and join their cult. Really? I would love, honestly, I would love to go to a Scientology session. What just to see? Uh, that's the problem, though. It's like I bet it would be cool to go see what's up and see like how the the mumbo jumbo that they're spewing. But it's like once you in, Amy, don't know. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm not one to talk about religion because I'm. I always say I'm nostalgic. <laughs> I'm not nostalgic. Like I just, I just don't believe. I, I'm agnostic is what I am but I'm always like yeah I'm nostalgic (laughs) people ask me what my religion is nostalgia (laughs) I like to look back at things but um I I was raised very religious I was like almost like liberal Pentecostal I like to say (laughs) because we're allowed to wear pants and cut our hair but like Mm -hmm. not much else (laughs) and um I don't know. I I went to private school my whole life until I was uh, ninth grade, 10th grade. And then we moved to Louisiana. And the only private school they had down there was a Catholic school because Louisiana is full of Catholic people. I don't know if you know that, but they're very Catholic. And mm-hmm. so they only had Catholic private school. My grandparents didn't want to send me to that. So I went to public school. And because I went to public school, my grandmother was like, you still need to take blah, blah, some kind of Christian class, some kind of whatever. And they had a religion history class. Mm-hmm. And so I took that, but I didn't tell her that it didn't teach about only Christianity, Christianity history. It teach or it taught about like all religions. Mm-hmm. And I got, I got too much information basically. <laughs> too much? <laughs> yeah. I got too much information to where I didn't believe any of it. Like there was, I learned about so many different religions that it made me question my own and then I would ask my pastor about them and they didn't have answers for me. And so I was like, yeah, I don't know if I believe any of this anymore. Like it all turned into like Greek mythology to me. Like I know about a lot of it. Like I know too much. I know 
too much about the Bible. I know too much about the lost books of the Bible. I know too much about like all of it. I know Hinduism, Buddhism, mm-hmm. like all of it to where I'm like, yeah, I don't think I believe in anything anymore. But, That's amazing <laughs> so though. I have not learned about Scientology though. So I'm like, I want to know what they believe. <laughs> that's where i forget the exact rituals but the reason why that's like one of those popular things that people will talk about with tom cruise is because they have some weird there's something that involved a snake and whatnot and a ritual blah blah like basically it's just a massive cult where they do like really messed up stuff and yeah as far as from what i've i've been told and from what i have seen and a little bit that i've read it's some it's some pretty weird cultish stuff but you never know. Well, my boss is Mormon and he's not allowed to have coffee or tea. He's not allowed to have yeah. any kind of hot drinks, really. But he can have hot chocolate, which I feel like is like counterproductive. But I I always drink tea or coffee or whatever. It's like you can't have it. It's the devil juice. <laughs> the devil juice. I was like, you know why you can't have it? And he was like, why? I was like, because if you burn your tongue, you know it's of the devil. Like <laughs> That's so great but yeah i would cry (laughs) it's funny yeah i can't live without like i drink sweet tea every day at least hey i'm phlegmy right now because i just drank this entire coffee yeah that's why i'm also (laughs) that's why i am phlegmy (laughs) see i didn't even realize that and now i'm always gonna think about that because you know when i drink my coffee in the morning usually my my thing that I do is I drink my coffee and shut the heck up. So I would never know that <laughs> if I started to talk, my throat would be like. Yeah. Now, you know, now you're going to think about it. I think that's why old people cough all the time. <laughs> They're always full of freaking coffee. <laughs> full of coffee phlegm. <laughs> and maybe as you get older, your throat just can't quite clear it up as well. So you have your morning coffee and your afternoon coffee. It just never goes away. Old and- people always just- <laughs> Yeah, it's not a smoker's cough. It's a coffee cough. Coffee cough. (laughs) I finally understand. Yeah. Well, this has been such a random but fun conversation. I feel like we've touched on so many different things. I'm so glad that I finally, like, I got to talk to you because I've, like, honestly, I've been counting down the days. I was like, he said he's going to talk to me on Friday. It's Tuesday. He said he's going to talk to me on Friday. It's Wednesday. (laughs) Aw. I'm like, this is going to be such a good conversation because I don't know. I feel like you have such a great personality, especially, I mean, honestly, I kind of hate when people tell me, oh, you're so strong for everything you've been through because I, I, I don't know. I'll tell you about my history in some other time. But like, I feel like you have such a great personality for all the stuff that you've been through. And I feel like people can either be the survivor or the victim. I always say that. Mm-hmm. I was like, you can either be the victim or you can be the survivor. And I've always tried to be the survivor in my life. I've never tried to be the victim. And I feel like that is how you also live your life in a most positive survivor way. And so I just thank you for being on this podcast. Do you have anything, last words or anything you'd like to say? No, well, I want to say thank you. And I think that you have a wonderful and very bright personality yourself and I have appreciated the lots of awesome wisdoms that you have I think that you have a really great philosophy of life and it's super awesome and I'm glad that I've been able to talk with you it's been a fun and quality conversation that went so many beautiful directions all righty well I will talk to you later talk to you later
Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this, please like, follow, subscribe, do what you gotta do to keep up with us, and we will see you next time. Thanks. This is Belinda, and you've listened to Swear to God.